low-quality episode that we upload this week if it decides to be funky. But guess what, guys? Kinsey's back. Yeah, that's the exciting part, guys. Kinsey's returned. (laughs) To address the the elephant in the room, aka the smallest person in the room. what I say every week. I'll be like, let's address the elephant in the room. Kinsey's not here. But she's back, guys. Every week I promise that she'll be back. And this time I kept the promise. (laughs) Just letting you know because I'm a reliable person. So before we start the episode, let's totally touch base on uh, maybe Kinsey can give us like a five-sentence... She didn't actually that we can't do that. She didn't watch the stuff that we watched, so we can't even do that. Wait, <laughs> wait, wait. We, like... we should recap though, real quick. We watched no, 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 Alice no, no, in Wonderland. The things you guys talked about, and I'll give you one sentence for each one of those. Yeah, things. but you didn't watch some of it. So the the, the first one was Final Destination, and you didn't watch any of that. So we'll get back to everyone on that. Well, give me one sentence, anyways. I want to hear it. People from die Kinsey. <laughs> yes. from situations that I never thought you could die from. And, and I oh I think it literally uh, crossing the, the street. One, we did Alice in Wonderland. I will never watch that movie again because that flower is so scary. Or is it the caterpillar? The caterpillar. caterpillar. The flowers the are just like racist. That's me into PTSD shock. We we got her input live when she but called P- during that yes. episode. <laughs> yeah, PTSD. Um, the next one we did was Given, which you also haven't watched. One oh, sentence. The gay one. The gay one. No, I tried reading that manga and I just really couldn't get into it. I have I have a lot of uh, gay animes that I like. Like we'll have you watch the show. Yeah, it, I think already I'm liking the show better than reading it. Hmm. Y'all yeah, I'll watch the show. I'll give it a shot. Um, so <laughs> I can hear that. Away. What did you say? A whisker away. One. I watched a whisker away, and you know I really liked it. I thought that's the one with the girl that turns into a cat, and she likes the boy, and she pretends to be his cat. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I will say it is very realistic for a middle schooler to do that and think that that's okay. Um, like to like yeah. go to this man's house and if you could turn into like a cat in real life. So, oh, yeah, I think um, that's definitely like middle schooler mind fantasy. You're like, let me go see how this person's doing, even though that's like trespassing, stalking, but like, you know what? We're That's just my middle school like, crush. Like, privacy issues, but you know. Oh, I accidentally muted Kinsey. I know, I was like, I could hear her talking, but, like, her screen was silent. I was like, what? I was looking at her settings, and I accidentally muted her. That's Mike, quit playing around! I was just checking, because, like, her audio just looks different from ours. Mm-hmm. I was just double-checking. Yeah, and then she'd get tea. Like, he'd be venting to his cat, like we all do. And then she shows up to school and is, like, trying to talk about his trauma. Like, I understand you. And he's like, you're embarrassing the fuck out of me. I do not want to talk about my emotions. He was the most Scorpio thing about his emotions. He's like, I talk to my cats? Not people. Please get away from me. <laughs> I know, but around his cat, he's like completely letting loose. That's funny. Um, and then the last week we watched a movie called Everything Everything. Uh, it's about I've a girl who can't go outside. It was a cheesy uh-huh. romance movie. It was just like an easy flick to watch. The girl that can't go outside, it's like she's in this like modern looking house. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's in like this house, and there's this boy next door talking she's to her. Allergic to air pass, practically. Yeah. yeah, she is. It was a cheesy one to throw on. Was it good? Well, no. you give us the one line review, Kinsey, of not seeing it. I've only seen a little bit of it, and I personally have a PhD in romance, and it didn't pass it. It didn't pass. The <laughs> it's not that good. <clears throat> Dang. Well, you're listening to Post Credit Depression, where we talk about this week's current hyperfixation. My name's Mariah, and my fun fact is I had sushi in the park for dinner today. My name is Kaylin, and my fun fact is I'm at Kinsey's house this week. My name's Kinsey, and my fun fact is I finally got to put out 
my magician Bobo and Coco that both Mariah and Kaylin got me for Christmas that I wanted so badly. And I that's what bad friends do for each day. other. Yes. My horrible yeah. friends. I'm so glad that you love that. I remember you telling me how much you wanted it, and I was like, okay, it's on their website right now. I wanted it so bad, dude. For no, real. I immediately took note. I was like, okay, mental note. Kenzie really wants this. I will remember this. And I added it to my organization file in my head of gifts to give friends. I know. I will give Mariah that credit that she reached out. And she's like, we're splitting this. Yeah. <laughs> I basically gave you no option. I was like, hey, she really wants this. And I remember you were like, you think so? And I was like, yes. So you even <laughs> because I talk about it all the time. It's okay, though. I don't remember. Can anything. I boot Kenzie oh, for the call? <laughs> oh my god, that's funny. Mariah, <laughs> um, you didn't say your name or a fun fact. You guys, yes, I did. She did. She said her name, and she said. What her was her fun fact? She ate sushi today for dinner outside. I didn't hear any of that. That's wild. Well, guys, whichever mm -hmm. one you, who would like to tell me what we're reviewing this week? Since I'm the one. No, you. No, you're the one having to ask me. And if you're back, then why don't you go ahead and ask me what I'm introducing to the podcast this week? Because you didn't introduce shit this week. Kaylin, what are you? <laughs> that was technically what she was doing. She was just doing it in a goofy way. She just didn't know who no, it was. She, <laughs> she worded you know, it wrong. You know, she said, "Why don't y'all tell me?" Back. She said that. Why don't y'all introduce what we're doing? Exactly. Why don't no? That's not how we always word it. She got quiet. No, autistically, I'm just oh, upset. Oh, That's not how we do it. You have to follow a set rules of how this goes. Yeah, you guys, you guys be like that all the time, Miss Virgo, and your big threes. Anyways, you know the I should. Speaking of. No, you literally, you guys have that. You guys are like, you know, it's I your turn? Because you. last week we did this. I think it's you. No, I think, I think I'm the free house. spirit, and then I try to fool the, follow the rules, and I get, I get burned. But the, it's okay, Virgo Big Threes. We're going to be talking about the musician Florence Welch, uh, a.k.a. Florence and the Machine, also a Virgo. So funny that we... That one was Mariah that time. With that. <laughs> yeah, so I had you guys uh, listen to Florence. Uh, doing the Wasteland Baby was uh, inspirational to me, at least like, you know who the girl hosier is out there? It's Florence. Not saying she is like as big or hype as hosier but i she's pretty important to me and i like her songs so i wanted to cover her for my music first musician on the podcast um i will say though that i don't listen to all of her albums or all of her music like you know all the way through because i don't know they're just not all uh they don't all speak to me or they're not all bops or some of them just like you know kind of sound a little repetitive to me personally but that's just a personal tasting um so i i curated 11 songs um a couple from each of her really big playlists nothing from any of her movies and you kind of get a taste of all of her over the decades you know uh or decade i don't know how long however long it's been i think it's been like more like a decade really um and i made you guys just like a little little capsule of florence and the machine to give you guys a taste so i figured we could just go in order chronologically and just like tell me what you guys thought and we can talk about the songs yeah, I will say I really liked Kaylin's curated list. I think she chose really good ones. Not that I've listened to all of Florence the Machine's music, but I think she chose good ones, very good ones. I'm going to be honest. I listened to it. I, I didn't really jive with her too much, but there were some good ones in there. Oh, no. That's I okay. see, like, overall, overall, I'm not a 
I'm not a mach- uh, Florence the Machine girly. I'm not a machine fan. A machini? I'm not a machini fan, but there was a few good ones. Yeah. Hold on one second. Why are there things in the chat? <laughs> they're watching us. Losers, loser, boo, you suck. <laughs> That's us, chat, or audience, just to let you know. <laughs> What's going on? Tomato, tomato. <laughs> I know I will not read that. Where, where would you like to start from the beginning, or would you like to tell us about Florence from a little bit the, first? Maybe how you discovered uh, her from the beginning. Oh, oh, that's a fun story. Actually, I'm glad you you thought of that first. I was going to talk about it when we got to the song, but um, it was during my year, um, my weird leap year of being homeschooled, where I technically never graduated the seventh grade. That's a fun story, you know. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> what are we doing down there in the south? You just skip grades. It was so funny. Like, literally, I failed seventh grade because, like, obviously, I was very depressed at home with my biological mother and the doors happening that, you know, home life was sucky. School life sucked. I didn't want to be there. Yeah. Like, um, and I remember, like, begging the, uh, what was it? Well, actually, the reasons I wanted to be homeschooled were pretty genuine because I was feeling um, religiously traumatized that if I picked my father over my mother, that I'd go to hell for not honoring thy father. Th- thy father and thy mother so i told the uh they asked me they're like who do you want to live with and i said i want to live with my mom half the year and i want to live with my dad half the year and i want to be homeschooled so it's like split equally and the court ordered that so my mom had to go and get books and everything and my dad you know paid for them and my mom never you know finished it she never like really taught us or took initiative over anything it was a whole like off year that is when i discovered florence but um what she did because i was like mom i failed seventh grade twice technically and if i have to go back to seventh grade when my grade is starting high school i might die and like kill myself not not really i didn't tell her that but i was like i will be so embarrassed if you send me back to seventh grade so she took me up to the high school and it was literally the same old lady who had a mustache and everything that was there when my mom was going to high school and she's like she's in ninth grade and she signed me up for classes and i went to class so Just you skipped eighth grade? I skipped two grades. She never really did did seventh grade, basically. And I skipped eighth. Bro, that's insane. Just imagine being a sixth grader that was supposed just ended. You're supposed to go to seventh grade. You don't obviously do it, and then you don't even touch eighth grade, and then you're immediately already into high school. Like you're like I was just twelve years old. You never got I, to be top dog. Eighth grade year, you're like literally the top of the top. It's it's like Oh, right I was at home world. like watching so many animes and <laughs> I was like catching up in my world. But that is why Kaylin is the way she is now from the two The years two things anime. I had to catch up on is I did horribly in math and I failed my first semester of math, but the teacher told my mom I was trying really hard and to not yell at me. She's like her grades are shit, but this girl tries really hard. So don't you dare ground her or yell at her. And my mom didn't and then uh, the other thing is when I moved to Ohio my senior year, they offered keyboarding classes. And in the South, the only year you could take it is in eighth grade. So I went ahead and signed up for keyboarding classes. That's so funny that that's something they did your senior year. Yeah, North gave us the option to – it was an optional class. It was uh, – and it also taught you the Google Suite, which is why I love Google Slides. But anyways, that's enough about me. I did discover it during that weird leap year um, – I was watching Inuyasha music videos because when you're young and adolescent, you watch clips from animes over really deep songs 
and you get emotionally stemmed from them because you're autistic. I see the noddings in the crown. Thank you for letting that resonate <laughs> with you guys. Not letting crown. me sit up alone on my pedestal. But yes, that is what I did. And Cosmic Love was over Kagome and Inuyasha. And it was like showing the well and how like their love, like stars oh. and everything. Like, And I was love in love with ever since. And so that's how I was introduced to Florence. <laughs> Embarrassingly that enough. So funny. So funny. I was just thinking that you had stumbled across them on uh, <laughs> Spotify or something. The fact that there's lore behind this is hilarious. I know. And, and it's like lore upon lore because you have to explain how you got to ninth grade from sixth grade. <laughs> I feel like her uh, her album cover looks so good that I didn't know it was that. I'm not saying we're old, but like seventh grade was like pretty long ago for us. Like Yeah, I, th yeah, I think it's definitely like. So it's like damn i didn't even think but that, that album i think was her biggest like uh or her first big hit like uh dog days are over was her first like viral thing and then that was like one of her first albums i think i think it was her first or one of her first ones that hit off i, I couldn't answer here or there about it but anyways uh cosmic love that was the first song i'm introduced to obviously i put it on the playlist for you guys but we can start with uh, The Dog Days Are Over because that one is the one you hear everywhere on all the commercials. You hear it in restaurants. Like, it's really popular. Oh, and it's just like a upbeat, like, you know, upbeat bop. All right. Mm. Well, we can start with that one. Are you going to ask us any questions? You just want yeah. What do you guys think about it? And, like, um, any lyrics stand out? I need to get my phone and actually start pulling along the lyrics, too. I had to pull it up because... I uh, didn't didn't retain a lot of it. Hold on. Yeah, I like reading no, along the lyrics too. I did right now, so I can straight up. Oh my god! If you guys expand your browsers, we're all in one line. Yep. Oh. Um, I don't know. I feel like I don't have as much like commentary to contribute to it as a whole as we have in previous episodes. So. It's actually the one song I didn't write really much notes for because like I'm just being, I'm just being candid for like the whole the whole playlist. I got you. Um, I think it's just kind of a. Um, let me see. Actually, it pause. It sounds like a commercially vibe. I think it's got that like beat. Like I could hear it playing at a Target commercial while someone's showing off their fit. Yeah, I think uh, from what I've looked up, because there's not a lot of like super deep lore about it. It's simply that like, um, kind of like your bad days are done, and like um, you have to kind of like leave your because it says, uh, leave all your love and your longing behind. You can't carry, carry it with you if you want to survive. So it's about, it's supposed to be this upbeat, like, uh, almost like running song. It gives me running songs vibe. This is the one I should look up. It was literally the last one I was like, I was, the other ones are so deep. I was trying to fucking curate, like, notes about them that I f forgot to do the popular one. <laughs> Let me look it That's up. okay. I think this song is pretty straightforward in the sense of it's just talking about, like, you, if you want to run away from like the generational trauma or a lot of the problems that are external from you, you have to like basically reject the w ways in which they've taught you. Which finding happiness and realizing that there will be a light at the end of the tunnel that's what it kind of gives me. It gives me about hardships, but like also hopeful vibes to like run forward towards like good days. I, and I get those vibes when I listen to it, it, it literally makes me want to like run forward and take shit on, you know. But I agree. I don't have a lot to say about it besides it is the most popular for a reason and it is a bop and people really like listening to it and they add it to their playlist because like you can't help it. It's one of those white people songs that you got to just like belt out in the car when you're like driving. Like, it's one of them white people fast, songs for you know? sure. 
I agree. So with that said, I mean, we don't have a lot to say about it. Um, There are going to be other songs on here that I will literally go off about for a while and like have like literally life things to bring up about it that I'm not worried if we don't really spend a lot of time on one song. But the next song is the Inuyasha MV, Cosmic Love. <laughs> that song was you. good. I liked that one. I got lots to it's, say It's one of my favorites. It, it's yeah. at least my nostalgic favorite. I'd like to prefix, not that I disliked her music. I just wasn't something that was like uh, something that I could like get jive into too much. So there were some ones that I liked. Yeah, I respect that. I mean, I kind of feel like that's just how music is. We have different tastes, but like you can at least like recognize the oh, art. Yeah. You know? I was like, she is talented. Yeah. So tell is me what you guys. Florence and the Machine. Is the Machine a band? I think, yeah. I think collectively. <laughs> that's a valid question. Gives you like some people don't. Hold on, hold on. Do you do you web wicks? That sounded like. That's definitely what it sounded like. Is that like. Ben? Machine Ben. Machine Ben. Is Machine Ben? Listen. Uh, is, what does the machine do? <laughs> what if it's the soundboard? I don't is know. It, what does the machine is manufacture? It, Stop. Is it Florence and a machine, or is, or is, is it Florence plus machine? Listen, I'm just saying it could have been like that was pretty funny. <sighs> this is a valid question. So for Cosmic Love, I want to hear what your guys' thoughts were. Um, that one is a little bit more lyrically. So did you guys like kind of catch the meanings behind it, or like how do you feel? Yeah, Kinsey has an you emotional feeling with this. Shut up. <laughs> this is my favorite song out of all of them. Yeah, I can um, see why. I really like the way that she... So when you first listen to the song, and even the way the, sounds, the song sounds, it's hard not to think that maybe she's talking about a person who's left her and doesn't love her the way that she loves them. Um, but there's also like this hope in her voice, even through the sad lyrics where you're like, come on, you got me confused. Do you not like this guy? Are you toxically attached to this guy? What's going on? Then you get towards <laughs> we got this the part where she says, I took the stars from my eyes, and then I made a map. I knew that somehow I could find my way back. A.K.A. like, get over your ass. Then I heard your heart beating. You were in the darkness, too, so I stayed in the darkness with you. Basically, he never came towards her, not because he didn't want to, but just like her, he had become... Are we not talking about Inuyasha and Kagome right now? Because literally, he would not make a move on her ass. And she's like, you know what? I should just go home, and I should just, like, get over your ass. Like, clearly, like, you don't love me the way that I love you. And then it's like, she when she would, like, um really lay out the blueprints, she's like, wait, he really does care about me. It's just in his own way, and, like, uh, my heart and my destiny always leads back to you kind of vibes. The whole point is, I like this symbolism from like when you meet someone the stars around you all blow out and they go into your eyes because when you look at them you see the stars like you see the universe Mm -hmm. like the stars around you don't matter anymore that's why it's dark and you only see it when you look at them also that harp harp playing heart heart harp playing uh literally makes my soul transcend into some celestial vibes it makes me float out of my body when i listen to the song i know hold on what I was saying was, she's. I was on something, okay? She's using the symbolism of when you meet someone that the stars are blown out because they're not around you anymore. They're in. When you look at them, they're your stars. They're your universe, okay? So when they're not with you, there's already no stars in the sky, but since they're not around you, you there's no light, okay? So she's like, I was blind. I was trying to find you. Like, you, you showed me this, like, enlightenment by just meeting you. And what? where have you gone? But the point is, when he met her, the same thing happened to him, too. 
so like you lose yourself when you fall in love because you have to become a different person not because who you fundamentally are but like what you thought you knew prior is not what love is until you actually run into it is the is the meaning mm-hmm. i took from the song and then when you realize that they were going through the same thing too and they didn't intentionally yes. leave you behind and that they were discovering what real love was she's like and then i heard your heart beating you were in the darkness too so i uh, stayed yep. in the darkness with you so that you guys yeah. could like find the light together you know like those lyrics get me because it gives me like you left me alone you left me sad you left me depressed you left me like to deal with this all by myself in the darkness so to find the map that leads back to him and he was in the darkness too aka going through his own depression and his own you know darkness she didn't use the map to find him she took no. the stars from out of her eyes and she's like, fuck this. I don't want to think you're the stars or my universe. Oh, you're right. But she heard her his like, heart beating. I'm find my way out of here because you fucking suck. And then she realized as she was you're looking right. at her map, she heard his heartbeat again. Because it was almost like when you... I took the symbolism of not being able to hear his heartbeat as he was close to dying, just like she was. Like, th- like he was literally roughing it out like her. So when she originally tried to find his heartbeat... And in the dark, I can hear your heartbeat. I tried to find the sound, but then it stopped, and I was in the darkness, so darkness I became. I think she's just trying to say that there's these pauses in between finding, mm-hmm. coming back to him, because he is also, like, lost, doesn't know where she is. He takes the, the wrong turn, a.k.a., like, self-discovery. Like, he takes the wrong turn that maybe would have brought him to her because there's other lessons that need to be learned. So when she had decided, you know, fuck this, I don't want you to be the stars in my eyes anymore, she's like, Psh. Mm-hmm. and she map. said that i chose to stay in the darkness with you that's what she said that was still knowing like we might not find each find each other right away but i'm i'm gonna have the faith that we will that is oh my god i never thought of it like that too that's like well, i, I love to know okay. mm-hmm. <laughs> girl no like the way i always heard the song is almost as if she heard his heart beating and so she was able to find him and so she stayed in the darkness with him but to like kind of have that blind face like faith i will stay in the darkness with you and we'll rough it out. We'll find each other. Even when your heart is like flickering out. And I'm not sure if you're there waiting for me or, or not. Mm, girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely one of my tops. Really, I think the beat really fit the tune of like what she was trying to do. The build up and the build down. Yeah. Used to be my old uh, favorite, but I have new ones. Um, but yeah, really good one. Mariah? Kenzie said everything that there was need to say about that song. Sorry, it was my favorite song. I don't know. Oh, you're good. Um, I didn't know. Was there anything I mean, about the song? How did did you like how it sounded? Did you like the heart playlist? Do you like the the vocals? Yeah, I, said how, I liked how did the sound. I liked how it fluctuated up and down to fit the vibe of what she was saying. Yeah, very intense. It gets very um. I feel like, like theatrical sometimes. Of music. I don't know what it's called, but that's I, I completely agree. Yeah, very beautiful um, uh, song design there, but um. Yeah, it, it was one of my favorites, too. Obviously, found it out through, like, the Inuyasha and Kagome shit. But, like, even after I got to college, I found myself always, like, if I was making anything in that sort of, like, romantic vibe or not really, like, pop vibe, just more, like, um, kind of deeper, sentimental or sad. Like, I was adding a lot of Florence, which, you know, I'll actually touch on kind of, like, the genres of her music as we go throughout the rest of this, like, podcast. But, um yeah, this song was the hook for me, and I, I feel like it would be for a lot of people. And I mean, Kinsey, not ever listening to Florence or giving her a chance before, like, she out here, like, at least stand in this song. No, yeah, I will admit when I, like, started the playlist, like, the first song, I was like, okay, it's like a Rocky vibe, which isn't, like, my favorite, but I'll keep listening. The second one came on, I was like, I like this one. This is mm-hmm. nice. I love love. Yeah, I and I will say, too, like, 
her genre it definitely like it goes into pop it goes into rock it goes into like kind of a little bit of a folky ish once in a while but then it's like uh she, she even comments on her genres throughout like her song making which is why i even put songs on there where i'm like you know i try to touch on each of her albums and some of them i didn't even like i'm like that's not the genre i like but that is a part of florence's story so i kept it in the this playlist curated for you guys anyways because it's important to talk about when we like get into some of the other song meanings later on yeah she's very much like a like a indie rock and soul almost yeah all right well then let me see beep, beep, beep. all right the next song is a uh, bird song which um very you know short simple little song but um tell me if you guys had any initial thoughts or if you want me to kind of like start you off it. wait it's called bird song you hated it yeah bird. yep i skipped what about the bird oh well oh or it's the machine i know i just i was I, is mm-hmm. it called bird song or called bird bird song it's the third song on the playlist all right fine okay um did you want me to start or did you want to start mariah well, uh, what about it? Did you not oh, like how I didn't it sounded, like it. or how it meant? Like, tell me yeah, what you didn't, didn't like. Didn't like the sound. Just the sound, kind of like, like jarring. Got halfway through it, and I was like, I don't like this. And then I turned to the next one. Okay. Uh, Kinsey. Um, this song, the meaning was a little bit like confusing for me. It seems like she thought, w- if it's supposed to be like really open ended, like then that's fine. I get it. But like, if it was specific towards love because a lot of her songs are about love i didn't really Mm -hmm. understand what it was about because it said that basically Mm -hmm. she killed a bird was not really feeling bad about it because he sang so damn loud but then like she paid (laughs) okay so uh i wasn't finished but then she like paid for her actions and was like kind of insinuating that what she did was wrong but like in the beginning of the song it makes it she makes it feel like you know she needed to kill this bird like everybody would have killed the bird too if they had the chance kind of no 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 okay I don't really get it. I'll explain it. And I mean, it definitely is kind of a weird one, but um, she is a Virgo, which uh, I've noticed Virgos have a tendency of very much analyzing their past mistakes and almost like letting guilt consume them with it. And this song is about guilt and the bird symbolizes guilt. So she says, I didn't tell anyone, but a bird flew by and saw what I had done. He set up a nest outside and he sang about what I'd become. So it doesn't talk about cheating or anything romantic, but it's all whatever she done. And it said, he sang so loud, sang so clear. I was afraid all the neighbors would hear. So I invited him in just to reason with him. Uh, I promised I wouldn't do it again. But he sang louder and louder inside the house. So like she's saying, this guilt would not shut the fuck up. So she killed the bird. She's like, shut the fuck up. Don't tell everybody my secrets. But then the guilt became her, and uh, it said that um, in her dreams began to creep that old familiar tweet, tweet, tweet. And when she tried to open her mouth to scream, she was she was uh, she became a bird. Basically, it said that she waved her arms and flapped about, and it said the song was coming from her mouth. So the guilt consumed her. Oh well, <laughs> it's kind of a weird song, but I think that it's like realistic to how I deal with my guilt. <laughs> Yeah, and I mean, it sounds jarring. I understand why you might not like it, but I, I do like the symbolism with it. It's simple, but, like, it's still really cool symbolism to me, and that's why I added it to the playlist. And you'll see in a lot of her so- songs that she's a very much, um, she's very honest with her past mistakes, and she does not hide them, and I appreciate that about her being an artist. Uh, sometimes I feel bad for her, but, like, 
obviously like making music is one of her ways of you know basically getting her feelings out and you can kind of see different growth growth and maybe even times that she falls back down to earth like she's like i'm doing fine and i'll like take a break and then she's like no i'm addicted again and i'm not doing fine um but this is like I one of the first that. songs of her guilt. yeah yeah i feel like that's a really good explanation of it that makes it sound <clears throat> way cooler than maybe what i had interpreted it you know yeah yeah after after hearing it how do you guys feel about it you don't even have to like the song because again it, it is a really loud and obnoxious song because the bird is supposed to be loud and obnoxious but like i personally think that's an intentional music choice but like, you don't have to ha add it to your playlist if you know you're like i don't want that song to come up when i'm just trying to like work out at the gym you know i think i love the meaning of the song i think maybe it's one of those songs that like it will have to grow on me because when i listened to hosier's ep i was like i hate well i didn't say i hate it but i was like through the flood just didn't just like didn't vibe with me and then it became my favorite song on the ep right now and so i've not heard that one i have to go check it out it's so good well when i first <laughs> the song interestingly enough this this similarity that i'm trying to make about this song i didn't understand the meaning i was very confused i was like i know you're using like the flood like noah's art kind of vibe because mm -hmm. he likes using his little religious symbols i was like but the way he had like poetically said his words i was like maybe i'm too dumb i was like i don't get this then when I was in the car one day, I was really going through it, and I turned on the EP, and when I was listening to the song, it really matched how I was feeling. And I was like, holy shit, and the whole song had a new meaning to me. So, like, maybe the bird song, now that I know what it means, or or if I'm going through a tough time, I can put this song on, like, where I feel like I'm, like, I don't know, lashing myself for past mistakes. And then I'll be like, you know what? Turned into a bop, because I thought I was going to hate that Hosier song. I was just like, damn. The first yeah, it, song I don't like. I was like, this is bad. But it ended up being bad as in, like, I feel bad about it. But it ended up being more of my this? Oh, I'm sorry. I got distracted. Um, My computer is dying. Oh, can you charge it at the same time of having this thing plugged in, Kinsey? Yeah. The mic? Yeah. Why is it not working? Oh, it's working. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you right then. Nah, man. It's okay. But, yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying about the Hosier thing. I mean, I told you I had a hard time with Hosier only because his music is so deep and poetic that I really have to have the lyrics pulled up and listening along for me to understand it. Otherwise, and I get so lost in his melodies. If you don't know the references <clears throat> that he's making, it can be really hard. Yeah, I completely agree. And even having you, like, I didn't understand Shrike at all. I did not understand Shrike. And when you told me what Shrike meant, it became my favorite song. So I, it's so interesting how that can happen with music. Yeah. I think the thing is, like, like Kenzie said, you have to listen to it so many times. There's times where I'm listening to music and I'm like, that was a catchy little bop. And then like randomly I'll be listening to it like another day and the lyric just hits different. Or you just happen to hear that lyric that you might have been missing beforehand. And you're like, did they just, did they just say what I think they did? And you have like this whole, it's almost like a whole mm -hmm. realization about what the emotional yeah. intent behind it is. Which I would music say people like, and Hosier, anyone who writes like creatively like with their lyrics and it's not just like the mainstream stuff or even if you look at mainstream artists and look deeper into their discography because obviously the stuff on the radio has to be you know little bops because that's what gets Digestive. you pulled in yeah like, i think i'd appreciate when oh sorry you're okay continue keep going oh uh okay i'll go first um 
I think that when Kenzie's showing me new songs, because she's tried to show me Hosier songs before, like played, and she's like, you're not reacting the way I want you to react. And I think it's because I can't digest it. When she's sat down and like she'll sing along the lyrics, she'll, you know, be like, my sunlight, sunlight. Do you see the parallels from the moment earlier? And when I really understand, I feel like I'm watching a movie when my friends kind of either show me the lyrics or walk me through it. You can't just play a song I've never heard before and expect me to digest it all. So the way that we've been showing each other music lately, like really like taking apart the lyrics and understanding the art and digesting it all instead of just like listening to the sound of it and not really diving into the music i i've been liking how we've been listening to music it's been it's introducing me to a lot of new artists this is what you do when you listen to new music that you're starting to like you put your headphones in and you lay down at bed at night and you go like this <laughs> and you just be present with the music and it like I used to do it when Mariah was a sad little middle school girly. I had my Barbie MP3 player where you could snap on different outfits for her. And I used to lay in bed <laughs> in my little mind palace. Kinsey knows. Kinsey knows. Kinsey knows what it's like in that mind palace at the end of the night after a long day at home. Oh, I've and been to the mind there, palace, but I am saying that mind palace was free fucking entertainment for me. I could do anything. It was. And I'm I saying I understand the mind palace. I'm saying that out, you just it, consume it. And it's the I best thing girl. in the world. That was me in middle school, too. I had a little red one that I found at school, and I didn't give back to anybody. But Karma got me because uh, they saw it with my little brother one day, and they're like, that's mine. And so he gave it back. But I didn't know whose it was, so it was mine for the time. But anyways, it had some really good music well, on What my there. Barbie MP3 player looked like. Keep talking. <laughs> You're good. Um, yeah, I think that <laughs> this feeling I'm trying to describe is, especially if it's Hosier, if you guys want to show me a new song of his, unless the lyrics are explicitly, like, stated if it if you guys know it all the deeper meanings and that it's not completely like stated black and whitely uh you cannot play it out loud and me not read along or hearing it for the first time and expect me to digest it at the level you've already digested it because like um when i would listen to hosier with kinsey like junior year senior year of college i did not get it until we really like started this podcast mm-hmm. and we like took apart his lyrics and i was just like mind blown for the first time Bro, half the time he don't enunciate what he's saying either. Yeah. Somebody tweeted this if I was either. meant to understand what Jose was saying, he would let me. <laughs> like they, 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 he wouldn't mumble basically, and I fucking laughed oh when I saw gosh. that. I was like, well, guess what? I'm using Kenzie's MacBook to see this Barbie thing. Not yeah, even Kenzie, like, look at my text message of my Barbie MP3 player that I had. I want one. <laughs> Can someone get that for me? How much is it? Bro, I'll find it for you. Thank you. Where the fuck is it? I texted it. I didn't get it. I found it. Yes, yeah, um, already opened it. I had it. one of these two. That was my first thing of media. I was like, this is the best thing ever. It literally was the best thing ever, though, because, like, it was yours. Nobody knew it was on it unless they listened to it, and it's just like, you're doing your thing. Yeah. You listen privately. That's the way, Kaylin. You just got to really be in your feels. You have to pretend that it's just for you. Yeah, I definitely know how to do that. Um... I think that, like Kinsey said, I just couldn't hear Hosier enunciate, so I just never, like, added it to my Mind Palace playlist, but now that now he's on there. I have, like, well, ten I, songs on so many of my playlists. Kaylin and I would be in the car, and I'd be like, Kaylin, I know you don't know what he's saying, so when I ask you, did you say, hear what he said, and you say yes, I know you're lying, and she'd be like, and I'd be like, let me just oh read gosh. the lyrics to you and explain it to you. And obviously, I feel like she just didn't know the hype yet. So when I would say that to her, she's like, oh, I'd be reading back Greek mythology lore that I've never heard of. And I'm like, yes, I heard what he said. But did, oh did I process it? No. And I'm like, Kaylin, bro, like, come on, I'll explain it to you. Do you need me to explain it to you? I'll tell you what Icarus and the Sun is and all that stuff or 
whatever Greek myth you don't remember or never heard. I know. About. Now I just need to ask, okay? And that's where we're at at this and point. If Caleb's you guys don't know what bird song is, it, I'll tell you what like, bird song is. I know what you said. I'm gonna smack the shit out of you through this computer. Well, the next song is Shake It Out. I liked that one. Um, that one on my is phone. actually my um probably my all-time favorite i think i have some new like recents of hers favorites and shit but that one is my all-time favorite i screenshot it, it got me through some that shit. one when i was listening to it. let me pull them up um i liked where she said and it's hard to dance with a devil on your back that's the main course that ignore that line mm-hmm. it says and given half the chance would i take any of it back it's a fine romance but it's left me so undone it's always darkest before the dawn i liked that line oh yeah and then the... uh it's a shot in the dark and right at my throat because I'm looking for heaven found a devil in me. Oh, this one, I think that it's up there um, in the categories of like some hosey air, like play on words and lyrics. Yeah. It's very good. That's when she does her best. Like, which no, one? You, which one? Shake Hold it on. out. Shake it no, out. She's talking lyric? very much about like, aimed right in. The, I have a shot in the dark aimed right at my throat. Um, you know, uh, dragging this horse around all of its questions. Such a mournful. You don't think so? Okay, listen. Based off I the like songs I've heard, I think out of all the Florence the Machine ones, this is the most poetic out of her songs. Because sometimes it was like the songs were not necessarily straight to the point. I don't think a normie would know what she's talking about all the time. But I will say the way she, like the words she chooses and how she, like the rhythm she sh- chooses to write in mm-hmm. is not very deeply poetic to me. Yeah, This song, I will say, has the best out of all of her songs in regards mm-hmm. to like, what are the metaphors she's using? What, like, I feel like she's using some different recent stuff does a good job like, on it as well. Hosier will straight up say a sentence that I've never heard before. Like, that's, when I think of Hosier's lyrics, I think of, like, He's this picking up shit a language. is new English or some shit. Hers, I think this was just really well written. But from my opinion, and it's just my opinion, I don't think that it's necessarily Hosier quality lyrics. Yeah, I think we're just saying, like, uh, really I said up there in the, in the, yeah, metaphor alley. Because a lot of her songs, like, and this is, like, maybe my number one gripe with Florence, and why we're not going to be doing an album-by-album album review is, personally, if I go to, like, let's say Spotify's, um, like, This Is Florence playlist and hit shuffle to try to, like, clean it or study, um... I don't like a lot of her songs only because of how repetitive choruses and rhythms can sound and maybe like I don't feel very moved. Maybe it sounds like uh, beautiful or it might have a deep meaning, but like maybe the sound's just like not not really got me or it's the same lyric over and over and over and over and over again, which no roast. Like if that's some of your favorite songs of hers, like that's just my personal take on it and like why I only curated these songs. But I will agree that this one and I would say one other on this playlist I included are some of the most poetic of her work and um, Shake It Out when I first listened to it. I remember the ones that we just brought up, like the dragging the dead horse around, all, all of its questions, such a mourning, mournful sound, and the like devil on your back. Again, that Virgo tendency to kind of just like nitpick yourself and like think of the past, like the, the horse is already dead, but like, you know, you're listening to its like sound still and it's like, just bury that horse in the ground, shake it off, shake the devil off your back, like. You need to well, just I read like that she wrote it about like some mental health struggles that she was going through. So it kind of seems really yeah. fitting because it is like a horse on your back that you get it off, you shake it off, and it kind of creeps back up on you. Yeah, or the devil off your back. I picture literally like this, like you know, bad devil on your shoulder, literally whispering in your ear all these mean things. And um, I think of the horse lyric as like she's carrying her regret and her you know um, past mistakes around like a dead weight. 
And that year I was literally going through therapy. So I remember the song making me cry and being very uh, meaningful to me. So love, cosmic love. That is like my first love of Florence and the Machine, like literally thinking very romantically. But it's a good, like, if you're feeling down, if you've, you know, been going through some shit, depressed, break up, like, play that song and just, like, shake it off and, like, get it, like, just yell to it while you're cleaning or some shit. It'll make you feel better. I do agree. I, for this song, I have, like, my favorite metaphors from the the ones you chose, you know, the, the curated list. Because oh, yeah. I love the, it's always darkest before the dawn. I like mm-hmm. that in relation to going through your feelings and, like, I feel like when people say to stay positive, quote unquote, in like the unhealthy way, I feel like they're ignoring the fact that bad things are always going to happen. It's like, how do you deal with it when there are bad things? So you can't just say that it's positive. You can say it's positive in a different way. Like it will be okay. Things will get better. Mm -hmm. But I feel like when people almost all almost completely write out the fact that you are sad, like just forget about it. It's always going to be positive. Like, it's not. It's more like understanding that positive things will come back and that this mm-hmm. won't last forever. But don't completely write off your feelings. So I feel like yeah. that lyric in this song is what makes me feel the happiest when listening to this song. You know? Yeah. And there's one more. I, I was seeing if there's, like, any other metaphors. Metaphors. There's, like, one more that sticks out to me. Um, and it says, I am done with my graceless heart. So tonight I'm going to cut it out and then restart. So she's not saying that, like... She's cutting her heart out for bad reasons. She says that her heart's not been forgiving her of her past mistakes. It's been graceless. It's been, you know, merciless. Like, and it's that Virgo shit y'all be doing. And I have to talk you out of and like slap across the face a couple times. But it's the, I'm going to cut it out and then restart. Like literally like some releasing, some um, kind of releasing and starting over and being kinder to yourself, which I, I really like to see her post once in a while because a lot of her songs do make me feel sad for her. Like, but I think that every artist is going through shit like this. And even if they're posting how happy they are, like, they're going through shit too, you know? And it's not to say that, like, oh, every artist is going through that. Like, I think everybody's going through this shit. And like you said, Kenzie, like, you can't just, like, kind of fake it or pre- ignore those feelings or pretend it's okay. So even though I will sit here and say, like, that's kind of sad that she wrote that. It's true. And it's like, we're all going through it. Yeah, I actually really like that. She's very honest with her feelings in these songs. It's It's... Just because she's famous doesn't mean she's not going through something or that she's not struggling with something, as you mm-hmm. can tell from, like, the King song and stuff like that. Or No Choir. Like, we'll get to them very shortly. Now, um, there's only one song from this album, and there's a lot of, like, popular ones from the album of Shake It Out. I only included one, though, because, like, I think it's the only one from that album I really like musically. It's the one that moved me. So we're going to be moving right on to this next album um, with Ship to wreck and what kind of man which like this is where genre wise i kind of fall off of florence just a little bit it gets very rock heavy which i'm not roasting at all if that is your flavor of rock then like that's cool that that is you know for you but these two are songs are out of her whole playlist are the ones that like kind of spoke to me the most that i liked but i wanted to include it really to just like show the one some of the problems that she struggled with that she wrote about and two like so that you guys kind of get a taste of this little era that she had so starting with ship to wreck, uh, pretty simple meaning. Like, did you guys think anything uh, musically, meaningfully? Okay, do you want me yeah, to it turns first? out I Nine. don't like rock music like I thought I did. So I didn't like either of these songs. <laughs> um, sh- I would say overall when it comes to Florence, there's only a few songs that I really liked the sound of being like 
cosmic love um what's the dead horse we were just talking about shake it out shake it up uh shake it out like i love the sound of those even though the meanings were so profound to me too ship to wreck i really liked the meaning too i wasn't like super crazy about the sound um I don't yeah, I like the meaning. Way. I think so. The chorus on it, just a little bit, is a little bit weak. Like the yeah, the really, I'm like, I love the meaning because I feel like I've struggled a lot in my past with friendship relationships where I feel like the way she's writing it, like she doesn't even remember what she did to self sabotage, but she knows she did something wrong. Absolutely, yeah. They're responding to her behaviors, and I feel like when you're that deep in your um, unhealthy behaviors you might be able to notice the patterns of people like losing people close to you or like um, them even all reacting similarly in similar situations like whether it's arguments you're getting into disagreements stuff like that but it's like you don't you can't like seem to tie together why it's happening mm-hmm. um, so I really loved the uh, metaphor of like making a ship to wreck it like i'm building yeah. a ship to wreck it but i don't know why i'm wrecking it because why would you build a ship to wreck it you want it to float you know yeah and she always words it as sabotage thing she always words it as did i build a ship like she's like did i did i build a ship to wreck like and yeah, it's this uh confusion because she's like i, I, can't, I can't tell like because she's still mm-hmm. in the song she's still in that point of view where she doesn't really know what she's doing is wrong yeah, in relationships and friendships, I think that a lot of people do go through that where, like, um, you don't even notice the first friends you have, the things that maybe you were doing wrong, your first relationships, the things that you maybe said that were, like, toxic or shitty. And it's only through maybe seeing patterns in future friendships or relationships that you're like, am I the problem? Is is it me? Like, you know, which, again, very vulnerable of her to speak upon, you know, that, like, um she maybe has been the cause which she's been open about her struggles with um drinking and uh addictions that it has uh ruined her relationships before so i think that ship direct is um a very big vent song about like i'm struggling guys you know yeah i do like her honesty in her songs so she definitely doesn't speak about herself as if she's like this high and mighty famous person she's like i have my own problems i'm kind of embarrassed about my problems too because i'm doing like well you know in the yeah. eyes of the fact that i'm famous oh on ba- on bad days where i'm really wronged by corporation uh person <laughs> uh x um i love putting on a good like taylor song but i definitely can see where like you know a lot of like feel good songs like that it's always just like you know you little snake over there I'm, I'm gonna come over here and i'm gonna have a good time which like that's good to get you in the right vibes but like also, nine times out of ten or eight times out of ten, there there's two sides to the stories. I'm not saying that always. Some people are just crazy. But yeah, um, just I think Florence is just acknowledging maybe the crazy shit she's done or said and didn't realize it in the moment, you know? Yeah, I think that's really cool and human of her. I really appreciate her writing that way about herself. Exactly. And not like um, in a, I don't know, it's not like it doesn't sound like it's in a self-deprecating way. It doesn't sound like a, oh, you know oh, Florence, you're allowed to act like that. Don't worry. She's like, no, this is, like, probably really bad, and I struggle with it. And I'm like, yeah, girl, it actually, actually doesn't sound too good, but I'm happy that you know it's not good. Yeah. I don't have any lyrics that, like, really stuck out to me. I feel the exact same way about Ship to Wreck. It was one of the ones I almost, like, carved off the playlist, but I kept it significantly. It's one of her most popular songs, especially from this album. So I'm like, I feel like I have to speak for the fans just a little bit. And I wanted to make the album about 11 songs. So I was, like, kind of juggling between songs and there was other ones that i didn't like 
a little bit more they sounded a little bit more like repetitive like i don't like so and i feel like this one's even one of those like repetitive ones where she kind of says the same chorus over and over and over again and it's kind of hard to sing along because i'm like girl we all can't sing like this you know (laughs) yeah um on to the next from this album and we'll we'll get out of the woods here is um what kind of man which i this one's my favorite from this uh album so this one i might have some lyrics to be able to pull out you know Mm-hmm. but i mean just to start it off it talks about like you know the symbolism that you were on the other side of this canyon and almost like dodging me but like you come back into my life and when you kiss me you like inspire this devotion of 20 years and i just want to commit to you what kind of love is this what kind of man loves like this that you come into my life you make me want you so bad and then when you you just hop in and out of the door so like you know and then she also says too that i can't even curse you out because i'm technically like playing this game too like i i I keep taking you back every time you know so i think that she's starting to like to struggle with like maybe rocky relationships here it says sometimes you're half in and then you're half out but never close the door so like he never tells her like i don't ever want to be with you again yeah um I liked how she was so honest about it. She's like, I know this man doesn't want me. Like, I know he is so clearly uh, showing his intentions with his patterns. She's like, although he definitely is kind of the worst person in this situation, I think. I think it's good that she's acknowledging, like, if I know this, why am I still doing this? It's an addiction at this point. Like, your kiss inspires devotion. But if I know who you are, then I shouldn't be devoted to you, you know? Yeah, let me see. Oh, she's it. She doesn't say it. She says, but I can't beat you because I'm still with you. Yeah, that's what she says. Like, I can't conquer this if I still keep taking you back. Like, I can't even, like, talk shit because, like, the second you come crawling back for more, I give it to you, even though it pisses me off because I know you're going to leave again. And, I mean, I'm getting kind of, like, young Florence, like, maybe, you know, um, hot Virgo redhead in her 20s, like, really struggling (laughs) with, like, you know, love and these people. And I think she wrote some pretty solid songs in this time. So uh, we can acknowledge, you know, what this song was and like maybe we keep moving on to the next. Yeah, I think it doesn't get that much uh, deeper. I will say for a Virgo, I feel like her songs are really checking out. Really like hopeless romantic mm-hmm. and I'm hard on myself and I never, I never mm-hmm. let things end or die. And I'm like, girl, did you write these for <laughs> me? Like, thank you. Like- to keep it in the romance genre, we're into the next album, uh, which I have not been saying album names because I'm not going to lie. I only remember the uh, the Longs one, which I don't even, I, I technically don't even remember the full name. I'm such a bad fan. I'm sorry, Florence. But at least I showed up and, you know, included you in the pod. Uh, next one we have is The Sky Full of Song, which is a kind of mixed meaning. Like, it talks a little bit about relationships and it talks a little bit about career and kind of the uh conflict with balancing both so um do you guys have any questions about it before we start talking about it do you want to like start it off want me to start it off my what do you think about the song um i like this one i think that she did a good job at like expressing her vocal range on this one um it wasn't as rocky oh, yeah. as the other ones it was more like indie um i do love I how it sounds this, one. Is, this one is one of the ones i love how it sounds yeah it was one of those good ones to just kind of put your headphones in and listen to um I didn't break down too far. Where does one fall on the playlist? Yeah, because I had to. Like, uh, it's the kind of lighter looking album. It's like the oh, light yeah, background. Yeah. Um, I was just trying to remember it was if it was at the first half or the second half, but I, I don't know why I need to know that. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, I was definitely talking about just kind of like, yeah, like I would definitely say like balancing life and like the simplicity of like existing. She was like, yeah, I'm flying. Maybe I'm dying tonight. And yeah, yeah um, it, it. it starts out with um, it references that a friend had let Florence known. And she wrote this uh, intro to the song because she was in LA, LA and her friend in the UK said, hey, I saw your man out and about, like, you know, basically like hitting up the bars and shit. And she's like, I just want to let you know. And it kind of got Florence in her head. She's like, are you cheating on me? Am I like kind of neglecting you because I'm chasing this fame? And um, at the same time, put your mic up. She was kissing <laughs> strangers too. Oh, yeah. It does talk about kissing strangers and stuff, too. So she's definitely neglecting this relationship. And then it goes into talking about how uh, she's like, please pull me down. Shoot me down with an arrow, like shooting a bird down. Um, because the way that performing makes her feel, it gives her this high. Um, she feels very celestial, very powerful when she's on stage and when she's performing. But she feels lonely when she comes down from that high and she realizes that, like, she doesn't have her man anymore or she feels kind of like ne- like she's been neglecting him, too. But at the same time, she does say that she's been kissing strangers. So she's like, I don't get to see you and I'm out here feeling lonely and depressed. So I'm going to go see people. Um, and clearly, like, I'm assuming you're seeing people, but I don't even know for sure. Like, are you OK? Are you seeing people like um, and I see just this really like lonely woman that's like, please hold me down. Please, uh, like, shoot me down do whatever you need to. I've been flying for too long. Um, But clearly she's drawn to her music and she's drawn to um, her art. So it's hard for her to leave. And I see kind of like, instead of just like it being like talking about toxic relationships and like I did something wrong and you did something wrong. We start to see kind of like this theme in her music of choosing her career over her relationships, her happiness, her life. Um, and we get in i'm just to hop into it we get into the next song no choir and she really talks about like how music's been affecting her maybe negatively you know um i i want to yeah, say but we, i just i just wanted to say the no choir thing we can come back to skyfall song so you guys can finish your thoughts i just wanted to like mention that's kind of the theme of this album sorry if i keep talking first mariah you can like cut me You're off fine. you know that right okay um yeah i want to say about the just in general for miss florence you know after really looking at these songs and like hearing what you have to say about the meanings and me not really knowing the meanings before, I feel like I have so much more appreciation when I hear the meanings and I just love how real of a person she is. Maybe I don't really love the way her songs sound, but I can really give props to like the themes that she's touching, the honesty in her voice when she talks about herself and like how she views herself. Like I feel like there's artists out there who, talk about themselves and they're trying to show that they're you know going through it but it might sound more like performative like let me write a song that i'm sad kind of thing and like hers sound like they come from a real place of like no i'm like i feel empathy when i read these lyrics and i hear her pain and like specifically what she struggles with because it's very um either relatable or resonating like even if i never have never done the exact mistake she's done or maybe i've made other mistakes that she's not referencing I can still understand maybe those feelings of shame or guilt or, you know, neglecting someone, you know? Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I do appreciate that about her as well. What about you, Mariah? Um, I don't think I have any comment. Damn! You know, that's going to (laughs) happen. There's going to be times where we share things and we don't, like, vibe with it as much, it's, it's fine. I mean, I'm not saying I'm going to pull up these songs and listen to them all the time. There's, like, a few where I'm like, you know, girl, 
Yeah, there's That's like okay. two or three that I save to my phone for long term. <laughs> Listen, if I pass the mic and you ain't got nothing to say, that's fine. I just don't want to like blow through, you know. You're good. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with Kinsey that uh, like if you were just to look at the lyrics alone, like she's very real with how she speaks. Uh, I would say a lot of her stuff is about like her struggles or mental health struggles and it's very personable. So yeah. I will give her credit that. This is one of the ones too, um, like when we get through the ship to wreck and what kind of man era... Um, I start to kind of come back into like kind of falling in love with like the angelic sound of her music and like here's my personal taste I like it and um, so this is one of the songs I really like with how it sounds you know mm-hmm. I just want to reference like you know I liked how it sounded too because we didn't talk about the sound so I just want or you said you liked how it sounded too Mariah at the beginning but I just want to say it one more time what's the next song <laughs> the next song is called no choir You need a moment to like remind yourself, read the lyrics, no, take I know your what time. This song is. Um, Mara, what do you think about this song? Uh, I think it was just another one, kind of about like her like mental health being kind of like how it felt to be like where she was. Yeah, and I like the. Uh, I like how she ended it with the same little. I wish she would have slowed it down a little more at the end because she like repeated the part from the earlier the the at the end where she was like no chorus will come in no bell will be written this will be entirely forgotten i wish what she would have done is had like a full decline of the musical instruments and kind of came in with just her audio at the end i don't know if that makes sense to you guys almost like putting down the music i like that yeah yeah i think that it really because i was waiting for it the way the song was going like the build mm-hmm. i was waiting for the full drop and it didn't happen i was like dang look at you miss music director like you should definitely go help <laughs> produce uh some of her next albums because uh, when she has a bop, she has a bop. I will say that. And sometimes she makes some choices where I'm like, eh, if you just curbed it a little bit this way, it would have, like, flowed a little bit better. It but you know, my heartstrings a little different. Yeah. To each their own with their art at the end of the day, you know? Like, just because I'm being nitpicky doesn't mean that I'm trying to roast you for it. I really appreciate it. I can listen to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, um, oh, Kizzy? I was going to say for this song, this was one of the songs I remembered the most, um, like again for the the theme about it because in her other song she talks about yeah she loves like being on stage and she loves the high that comes from it but in this song she really talks about like i'm really only getting this like attention and this fame from writing about sad things like if i actually want to be happy with myself not put myself down and let things go i'm only there's nothing like worth writing about there's nothing requires to sing because yeah. a lot of people think it's not worth just writing about being happy or singing about being happy. And this song, like, when I think about it, is very sad. And it's one of the songs I probably get the most sad when listening to for her. Mm-hmm. Not like I hate it. I'm saying, like, I'm like, damn, bitch, you got a point. Like, people tell artists all the time, you can't be famous unless you're crazy. You can't be famous unless you're going through something. Like, why can't I just make something for happiness and not to, you know, I mean, sadness is real, but I'm just saying if you're able to get out of those places and get to a place of peace, technically there's nothing to write about but that you're happy, you know? Mm-hmm. You like, could write about, like, love and how happy it makes you feel, but, like, people would be like, all right, where's the drama? Where's the climax? Yeah, because you know? I, I think especially people with such, um, you know, uh, intense vocal range or, like, angelic voices, you could say, people who can hit a really hard note, but then also when they're, like, very softly singing they almost sound like an angel like you know la, 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 you know but then they get a hit hard notes i think that people expect drama they expect a story you know um i will say that uh, i want to read some lyrics here because 
um this is the part that like really makes me feel really sad when i'm listening to this one is the but i must confess that i did it all for myself i gathered you here to hide some vast unnameable fear so she's like you know i gathered you guys here and it says uh but the loneliness loneliness never left me i always took it with me but i can put it down in the pleasure of your company so i think like she's admitting that like something about performing and you know gathering a crowd around me for this validation you know it helps me but when i when i step away from the stage i, I immediately lose this high but it's something i keep chasing and, I, and but the loneliness technically never leaves you know it's always with me as soon as i get off stage and you know it kind of ends with like you know there's going to be no more um uh no no chorus will come no ballad ballad will be written this will be entirely forgotten um which also makes me sad because you know no choir like she's saying that over time it'll be a forgotten song like nobody's gonna care about it in the way that like you know um pop songs from men or other like happy songs from men like especially women are expected a lot of the time to write breakup songs or write you know sad songs you think of like Adele or like any really popular like female artists there are some pop you know singers don't get me wrong that are women but I think she's saying it's hard for her to break into that you know genre like she doesn't get really responsive feedback she's like you guys just want to hear about like my drama and like you know to be honest I'm not really doing it um happily i'm doing it kind of just like because i like performing but i think i want to take a break so um that was kind of her proclamation of that from what i gathered researching about this song then we get into like probably um one of her best albums i think out of her entire career which was only like i think a year ago and i i i say one of her best albums because a lot of her albums, I don't like all the songs on them, but this is probably the album I liked the most of the songs on, like, collectively. And um, I think out of all of her albums, it might be my favorite for all the work that it puts in and uh, being pretty strong with its songs. So it starts out with the King here. King! King! Any thoughts, Mariah? I don't think I added that one to my playlist. I must have accidentally skipped it because I don't have that on here. It was, like, probably one of the best songs. Oh, my God. I have so much to say about it. Well, you know, let me and Kinsey score you. For all of you who don't know, Kinsey and Kinsey use Spotify, and I don't. So I had to manually (laughs) Fun fact, Mariah uses Apple Music. Mariah chooses her own paint. I'm kidding. (sighs) I do. Dang. I think think Kinsey and I can do a good enough job um, talking about this one. What do you say, buddy? Yeah. Why why, why don't I I say something first? Just kidding. Do you want to say something first? What, What would you like? Um, what did I like about the song? No, I said, would you like me to talk about it first, or would you like Oh, absolutely, go for it. You're the guest. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I like (laughs) you questions. Um, this song is so damn good. I mean, when Kayla and I were talking about it, I was bringing up some things in the lyrics to her that she's like, oh, I guess I didn't think about it that way. But she still got, like, majority of the message as well. Um, in this song, she's really talking about how being a woman when society views you as an individual person only to some extent when you are single compared to a single man but when once you have children and you become a mother you like completely disappear to society you are only a mother it doesn't matter mm-hmm. if you are a world renowned artist or anything like that and it's so doesn't matter what dreams you had or honestly, anything when i think about my own thoughts of how i view mothers now this is not what i emotionally think it's like what i've been ingrained to think and then i think whoa why am i thinking that I'll be like, oh, she's a mom. It's like the first thing that comes 
to my mind. And I don't think, like, what are their interests? What are their... Like, like by that, I mean the mothers of my family. I will say a lot of, I have a lot of yee mothers. So they've been taught... I mean, like, uh, women in my family. Like, my aunts, my mothers, my grandmothers. Um, they've been taught that once they became a mother, that was their main job. Like, they mm-hmm. have they, they completely abandoned themselves and lost themselves. And I am very sad to see that. I'm not going to blame them for that when they were taught that. But mm-hmm. it's sad to think that I can't even really look at my mother or my aunts or my grandmother. Maybe my grandmother because she fucking crochets and knits and stuff. But, like, who are they outside of having a child? And I'm sure they have a personality. I'm not saying it's not there. It's just, like, they were literally brought up to b- abandon it. And the father is never asked to do that, you know? Yeah. You never view him as an incomplete person after he has children. If anything, it's mm-hmm. you You had a family. You, you've reached well, a, in comparison, you just, something. Just to piggyback off of that sentence alone, it's like you think about when two people choose to have a child, the father is allowed to go and pursue his dreams and his career. But that would be damn selfish of a woman to pursue an art career after having a child like you, a child comes first girl you yeah, know the, those expectations in, in the eyes of put on the men so i love with this song how she uses like calling herself a king by saying i'm not mm-hmm. a bride i'm not a mother i'm a king because if i want to follow my art and who who i want to be i have to be a king because if i choose to be a bride even a mother well, well even a bride or especially a mother I will lose that. I will lose my art. She literally says, what does she say? Um, I love this lyric. You'll like this, Mariah. She says, but a woman is a changeling, always shifting shape. Just when you think you've figured it out, something new begins to take, which I would completely agree with. Like, once you feel like, oh, I've, I've got my footing, like, people can view me differently. It's always like something, well, you're a woman. Like, you need to do this and this and that, you know? I think it talks about like that that specific lyric. I think she's talking about how people keep pressuring her and she's like almost questioning. She's like, should I change my mind when she already had her footing? When you feel like you're gaining your identity and you're gaining like confidence, you know, this is who I am. It's like, well, once you start every year you get older, it's like there's something else. Somebody's got to mention you that you should be doing as a woman, you know, and it's like, God damn it. Then she says, what strange claws are these scratching at my skin? Question mark. I never knew my killer would be coming from within. I'm no mother. I'm no bride. I'm a king. Like, literally saying that if I have this child, you know, coming from inside me, it will kill who I am because I will no longer exist. I'll just be a woman, <laughs> like a um, mother, a bride. Like, the things I can give to the world will not be as valuable. Like, they will not view it as that because they will think my only responsibility and only importance in life is to take care of this fucking kid, you know? And that makes so much mm-hmm. sense. Like you will be, you will be killing a version of yourself based off of the way society expects women to be a a, a mother to be. I if yeah. I have kids, I'm gonna try my best not to let that bother me. Um, but it's obviously not easy. Like I've seen so many. Well, I love people who girl boss it out here and you know pursue what they want regardless. Like, and the man meets halfway and they get daycare or whatever the fuck they need to like you know still be individuals because i do agree like you really shouldn't have children even until you are like well off enough to take care of them obviously our society can make that hard to make the choice even like deciding to have kids but you know i completely agree with you also really quick you are spitting a lot of really true facts and i agree with you i want to throw just a few lyrics at mariah because like um i really want her to like kind of intake some of it 
uh, first of all, the song called King, uh, all throughout it, there's so many like um, interesting metaphors to like medieval castle vibes and like um, lots of yeah, really look cool at the lyrics while you were talking. Yeah, really cool. Um, speaking of the uh, my killer coming from within and how it would literally like end her life, you were uh, talking about in the intro, it says, we argue in the kitchen about whether to have children and about the world ending and the scale of my ambition and how much is art really worth. So to break that down, they're arguing in the kitchen about having children and about the world ending. When I first heard that, I was assuming if they were just talking about politics or climate stuff. But no, like if she were to have a kid, her world would end. And then it talks about the scale of her ambition. So it's kind of like, well, how long do you really want to keep making music? How long do you really want to like keep doing your own thing? And how much is art really worth? So they're like, do you really want to just keep chasing this thing forever and ever and never have kids? Like, is it really that but, valuable to her? What I think is funny is the last line when they say the very thing you're best at is the thing that hurts the most. People think the best thing a woman can do is have a child. Like, this person she's arguing with is completely invalidating the scale of her uh, success that she's had as an artist. Like, how I much took is that lyric really differently. It's a very a interesting take. Like, you... You could have a child. That's something I can't do. Like, basically, the man saying, like, you can do something that I can't do, and you're telling me you think that it's not worth, um, you know, sacrificing all of the success you've made. And she's like, obviously not. Like, having a child is important. It's great. And I'm not, I'm not like, invalidating the children's existence. I'm just saying having or a child Or even people is who not, love being a mother. It's not the best fucking thing you're going to do in your entire life. It's not. Oh, I completely agree. I can love that kid 120%, and I'm not going to be like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever done. No, bitch. I love you and I want you to do well, but the best thing I've ever done is stay true to myself and not, like, tell myself that, you know, fulfilling the prophecy of being a woman and having a child is the best thing I could do. Like, I think that's yeah. so ridiculous, and I love that line because it says, and how much is art really worth? The very thing you're best at is the thing that hurts the most. Like, so you having a child is going to hurt you the most based off of how it's being, you know, given to you, and I agree. I think it is. That's the first time I've heard that lyric in that regard because every time I hear that lyric come up, the way that I take it, and I'm not saying it, uh, either take is correct or wrong. Like, we'd have to have Miss Florence Welch herself, like, sit down and tell me which one's the correct one. I love your meaning. And honestly, when I listen to it sometimes, I think sometimes I'll take on that meaning if I'm in the mood for it. Uh, the way I always heard it, the very thing you're best at is the thing that hurts mo most. I'll get into some of these other lyrics very quickly, Mariah, just to, like, kind of touch base with you. But I took it as, like, this... Pursuing my art isn't easy, and you know sometimes it's it's not the all um, always what makes me the most happy. So it, like she's mentioned before in her music, and even in the song, how sometimes pursuing her music hurts. But she's like, but should I really give up that when I value it? You know, and no, I really agree with that. Actually, maybe it could mean both. I don't know. Or one, yeah, but I like both. I like both. And then um, she says stuff like, uh, "You need to go to war to find material to sing." She says. Uh, I need my golden crown of sorrow, my bloody sword to swing, my empty halls to echo with grand self-mythology. I am no mother, I am no bride, I am a king. So all of these medieval themes of I will go to war and I'll find my music to sing. Um, I need my, you know, like my art and these halls filled up with my songs and my art and my like, you know, uh, all my achievements. Even though it's lonely in this hall, I'd I'd rather like keep pursuing it. I fucking they also love the mentioned sword mention. I'm like, yes, bitch. Yeah, uh, one of the articles I read about this song, too, also mentioned how, like, some of the lyrics talking about, like, the scratching at her skin is feeling pressured by society to have kids, and she's questioning, should I? Um, so there is supposed to be this, like, 
dang, I'm lonely doing my art and I love that. But also don't pressure me into becoming a mother just because, you know, I am becoming like, you know, I'm, I'm in my later 30s. And then at the end of the song, it says, uh, hold on, it skipped a note choir. I don't know why. Oh, my God. Hold on one second. On my lyrics, it like, you know, moved. Gotta read the last bit. Gotta read it. I'm scrolling. Here it is. Um, it says, I was never satisfied and never let me go. Just dragged me by by the hair and back on with the show. So that's supposed to be a hint as to what she ultimately is uh, maybe deciding. You know, who knows? If Florence changes her mind and has kids later, good for her. But she's basically saying, like, this feeling's never left me. I, you know... I've never wanted to give up on music and I've never been quite satisfied with it. So I'm not going to stop pursuing it. And it said that it dragged her by the hair back onto the show. And it also says it in kind of a painful way, almost as if like, you know, music has brought me good things, but it's also hurt me sometimes, but I'm still going to go back to it. I feel like a part of me thinks that she wants to have children. She just doesn't want to give up her art. Does that make sense? So like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, I think she's choosing her art because look at all the work she's put into it. Look how happy it makes her. But you don't know what being a mother's like until you make that fucking choice. And you don't know what... Yeah, like she doesn't want to I'm lose sure, that side of her. Yeah, I'm sure she's already predicting, like, how much time is a child going to take out of me, you know, pursuing my art and everything like that. And I'm not saying it ever defines an artist or makes them worse. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying it will take your time, though, having a child. Mm-hmm. And she's like, am I willing to let go of what I have right now? I like the time I spend on my art. You know, but I think mm-hmm. a part of her hurts because maybe she wants to have kids. I could be completely wrong. Maybe a part of her is like, I don't even want to have kids. I'm just thinking about it because I feel expected to. I think both. Yeah, both I can answers, see both, and I, I can see different people resonating with different ways, and both are valid. I completely agree. Yeah. However, she's feeling. Uh, it definitely feels she feels sad because there's some sort of like, what if I'm making the wrong decision? Yeah. Um. How did you like how it sounded, Kinsey? Actually, interestingly enough, I usually like. I feel like I'm really hard on songs if I just don't like the the rhythm or the melody and stuff like that. But this song, I don't think I would listen to because of the melody. I'd listen to it because of like how her voice like emotionally sounded. Like it makes me teary eyed. I I was saying I was about to say the same thing. Like I can hear her like struggling to say each sentence. Like I'm going to just choose this path of loneliness because. It's who I am to be an artist, not to be lonely. Mm-hmm. It's the things I want, but so many people don't agree with or align with, and it could make me lonely, leave my relationships, leave my friendships, you know? Mm-hmm. And But she's, like, sticking besides it. I don't know. I get really sad listening to the yeah. song. Colin I and I really liked how it sounded, too. Opinion. Sounds like poetry mm-hmm. to me. Oh, yeah. I think this is another one that I wanted to bring up that, like, this is a poetic one on the later end of her career, but I love how it sounds, and so did Colin. I'm happy to hear that you love how it sounds and can feel that, like, kind of pain being conveyed. Um, and I also just wanted to ask Mariah, like, you know, when you go to give it a second chance or whatever, like, um, I hope you like it too, but what do you think overall about at least the meaning? That much maybe you can come up with something to say? Uh, yeah, I, I said earlier, it does sound good. It sounds like you're right. Like, she doesn't want to lose that part of her like the artist part of her in order to be a mother at the same time yeah so because i mean that's the truth i mean i see it with just like my best friend like literally when you become a mother you do have to set aside parts of yourself yeah and it's hard to even think about like pursuing things for yourself because like you always got to think of their schedule and here's something i do completely agree with because 
being raised in a house with like a shitty mom, you know, who definitely wasn't ready to have kids, but still chose to have kids for whatever reason she did wrong, not a wrong, like whatever. Um, I think that you need to be there for the kid 110%. And that doesn't mean you can't have a personality or individualism, which is something I always have encouraged my stepmom when she kind of like was going through like feelings of depression or like, am I just like a nanny at this point? And it's like, no, you can have hobbies and interests and like, you should like definitely pursue those and, and, you know, encourage that kind of stuff in your life. But I also don't think you should just like straight up neglect your kids either. So like, it's a very finicky topic. Like maybe if we just had better laws in this country so people could decide better and just better talks about it, we could have a healthier topic on having kids and, you know, women in careers and, actually i'm gonna move on to the next song i don't want to talk too long about this one i knew this was a song we were going to talk a lot about though but um how many wait how many songs are left three three okay um the next i don't know yeah be weary of the time we're at an hour and 16 can you guys not see the timestamp down there no um mine is i have it at full screen so you guys will have to keep me updated um here's the thing we're already at an hour and 16 yeah i did uh i know you guys are going to keep track of the time and i would kind of you know been keeping that too uh, we're not going to talk about every song as long as we did King. Um, yeah. I know some of them are so simple that we're just going to fly through it, kind of like this next one. So I just knew that King was going to help us eat up some time because especially earlier, there was a lot of songs we kind of skipped over really quickly, you know. What's this okay. song? What's the next song? The next song is Free. Free. That one has a very simple, you know, kind of story to it. Yeah, it definitely wasn't like metaphorical, but I liked it. I thought it was catchy. Did you understand um, the meaning, or is that something that um, kind of confused you? No, I liked it. It was good. It was up the, you could say, up the Hosier aisle of uh, talking about Christianity, too. Um, Does Free talk about that, is there, or is that Corey over Yeah, there was oh a line about Christ it. It wasn't like up, the whole song. It says, but... oh, like Christ up on a cross, who died for us, who died for what? Oh, don't you want to oh. call it off? For me, you know, I didn't like the way this song sounded, but I really liked the explanation about how living is an equal give and take of being happy and suffering. Like what yeah. she talked about in the mm-hmm. other song. And she said, you know, I'm always running from something. I push it back, but it keeps on coming. And being clever never got me very far because it's all in my head. Um, like what you're experiencing is real, but it is in your head. So like how do you choose to be free? How do you choose to detach from suffering but one of my favorite lines where is it it's towards the bottom <laughs> it's like saying that you're choosing to sing anyways um yeah it was definitely like a a very like a almost like a poppy song so it was an easy one to listen through yeah i, could I, I definitely kind of dancing that. to it a little bit oh i wouldn't know what the fuck? so i liked i liked that it had a nice little tone and beat to it i found mm-hmm. it. i agree it says, I agree. I agree. Is, is this how it is? Is this how it's always been? To exist in the face mm-hmm. of suffering and death and somehow still keep singing. You know, Hosier mm-hmm. talks about this all the time, how he's like, listen, y'all, heaven don't fucking exist. Like, you're living in paradise right now, but it also comes with the, like, price of that suffering exists and, and is going to happen anyways. So, like, mm-hmm. detaching yourself and choosing to sing anyways, choosing to see the good in life. I really love that lyric of how she says, and somehow still keep singing if, you know, yeah. to exist in the face of suffering and death. I don't know. I, I always liked that. I feel like I came from a very traumatic religious background, and I didn't like the whole rhetoric of Christianity and how they talk about, like, heaven 
and hell and sins and how you're going to be held accountable for those things. And I was like, honestly, I think that we should just appreciate the now more and stop living in a future that is not going to come for us. But that's my opinion. I think it's like live in the present and know that honestly, I think heaven and hell is existing on earth. It's what you choose to like live in the state of mind. Like, are you going to choose to be suffering or are you going to choose to see the good in the world? So that's why yeah, I, like I like those um those themes and you know it it really helps ground you back to earth because if you're kind of living in things that mask your fears and uh anxieties about maybe like self-discovery of happiness or just like you know overcoming struggles and you kind of just like cast them aside and like you know ask uh in a very like kind of loose way for a god to like you know fix it you can ask the universe for help and you can ask like um for guidance and advice but like there's also equal amounts of like finding coping things to help you um also just to let you know that the the song is about anxiety as well and how it can you know control you so at any time like the way that it says it picks me up it puts me down a hundred times a day um it talks about the ebbs and flows of life so it goes back into you know the other meaning but like it does talk about her uncontrollable like severe anxiety like you know I could be doing fine. I could do, be doing bad. Like, you know. And, and But she, it's worded in a very poppy way. Like, it picks me up. It puts me down. Like, it, it's funny to me. that Or not funny, but it's, like, a uh, kind of play on, like, I'm talking about a serious theme. But I'm going to just, like, kind of uh, word it in a normal, positive way. Yeah, I will say you're right. The song is about anxiety and everything like that. But I think, like, the anxiety that comes from her, though, is the fact that life is full of ups and downs and that there's things that you can't control and that like there's things you have to suffer through and it's like is it worth it all is it worth to suffer through certain things you can't control and that's why i kind of got a little deeper on the subject of like what's the meaning of life and how do we choose to keep moving through it every day (laughs) but yeah yeah, i did like that part of the song bean is on my phone and i need my phone for this next song (sighs) rude so i'm pulling up my phone for this next one because um it's Coromania, and you guys can give me your opinions. This one I would actually like to lead because I personally think that, um, one, I think it sounds pretty cool. It's one of the oh, ones that, like... Coromania. Coromania. Wow. Coromania. Anyways. Cor-mania. I'm Southern. We shorten shit unsolicitedly. Um, so I'm going to, let's see, uh, reference a, like, um, let me see. Hmm. It says first recorded in it's like a historical fact. First recorded in Aachen, present day Germany on June 24th of 1374. Outbreaks of dancing mania continued periodically in mainland Europe until the 17th century. During such episodes, groups of thousands of people would dance uncontrollably, screaming, shouting, and claiming to have visions until they collapsed. And then there's like other references of like in France of 1518. Uh, when women danced in the street uh, for about five days, uh, five days, eventually 400 women danced themselves to death. And uh, it said that it was like a kind of an interesting historical fact that uh, drew Florence to want to write about it. And like um, there are references of her genre uh, talk as well of like rock and roll. Like, uh, so I just wanted to give you guys like the overall just like the inspiration of the song but we can like actually dig in like any lyrics that stood out or anything like that this song i i actually just really liked the historical like the history behind the the song i think it's actually insane that that many women danced that hard and then killed not killed themselves but died (gasps) 
And I'm yeah. like, are you sure y'all didn't do that on purpose? I mean, oh, I told you, I think I would have done it too. But considering, but this is like girl, long ago. You said this is long ago. Yeah, yeah, girl. I told you yeah. in like actual cults and a lot of organizations that aren't really good, they use uh chants and hymns to hypnotize you and basically like puppeteer their um, you know. So do you think maybe they followers them on purpose? You think? No, I think it was, like, hypnotized you. And, and, I mean, whatever started it, and, like, whoever joined, I think it's, like, this trance that you're, like, lost in. And you dance yourself to death. Because, like, the, if you've ever seen any videos of cults dancing, like, they look, yeah, like, I'm fucking yeah, outfitted though, around. It is, like, if a hypnotized... En- if they entranced them, though. And they knew what they were doing, and they have been dancing Who's they? so long. At the people who, who did it. The people who got them into the, oh, you know, enough to I think it started that long. I think it started out with one woman. I, I think one woman maybe started the train and other women followed it. That's kind of how I think it could have happened. Well, She's saying like the cult leader saying, that The cult leader them. who was like, yeah, let's get dancing. Voodoo. And then they started dancing. If they knew something was up, why didn't they tell them to stop dancing? That seems like a cult way maybe of getting people part... to die in a passive way that was not their fault. Like, if you I saw them it, dancing for so long, why didn't you tell them to stop? Why didn't you turn off the Bro, I personally, this is my take. Lesson. This is my take. I think it was one so woman who murder. who broke, I, I don't think it was a cult leader. I was referencing cult leaders in the sense of, like, music and dancing can be hypnotizing and entrancing. And so, uh, choreomania is about uncontrollable dancing that you cannot stop and you dance yourself to death until you well, collapse on the ground. Is, so, is anybody able to get them to stop? Like, if they were watching, no. what was the men doing? They were watching 400 here, women dance and they did nothing? Here's my thing. I here, Or my theory. I think that one woman, like, broke into it almost as if, like, you know, how, like, you can uncontrollably stim or you can uncontrollably have a tick. I think this woman just started dancing uncontrollably for whatever reason. Maybe she saw a vision. Maybe she saw um, some sort of, like, um, she got in a hypnotic state. Maybe she accidentally did drugs. Lots of people from ancient times accidentally did drugs so she probably broke out into choreomania and other women followed because it was entrancing and maybe they were around those same like residues like you don't know what could have happened it might not have been intentional is what i'm saying um but uh really quick because you know i know we're running short on time here the other lyric i really liked um because she does talk about like she re- likes referencing herself you know virgo and stuff and she references how uh people think that rock and roll is dead and um she said or is that just because it's not been resurrected in your uh image like if jesus came back but in a beautiful dress and i think that uh when people complain about where rock and roll rent went not rent where it went but it's been kind of all around you just not in the way that you expected like it kind of changed you know it's like commentary on that like you music's gonna change music's gonna adapt so i think she was kind of roasting them because they're like you might not like my version of rock and roll but like you know Maybe it's just different, you know, maybe because a woman is doing rock, you don't like it. So um, that was a lyric I liked of hers. I like when she makes kind of jabs at like uh, misogyny. It's, it's pretty cool. But yeah, other than that, it, references. you know me. I think it's funny. Yeah. Other than that, we got women dancing themselves to death. So I'd love to be able to cover more lyrics, but we're going to just move on to the next one to for the sake of time. Google only lets us record for so long, people. What's the next uh, one? It's the bomb. It's the last song oh, on the like playlist. It's one. called The Bomb. Me Too. It was that slow one, Kinsey, like... Unavailability. Yeah. 
yeah i oh, really liked yeah, it i think I uh she did a really good job like showing that bad relationship mm-hmm. um i like that it was this representation with a bomb like tell me i'm wrong that you're not basically a piece of shit abusive person uh, <laughs> but did you see and like how she said? went into detail about how she like changed her whole life to adjust for them Mm-hmm. but then you, she kind of comes out as like a little bit of a pos herself when she and i mean it in like a slutty like you know okay girl you do you if that's what you want to do and she says that yeah, i don't love you i love addition. the bomb yeah it, that's exactly what it is it's like uh, i i think that she was starting to fall in love with the drama Mm-hmm. Like I love the push and pull, not necessarily you anymore. Yeah, I think that um, what was it? The the also like buildings the falling. Day. Oh, sorry. No, go on. I said buildings falling are the only thing that turn me on. So like she's kind of like I do understand that you're a bomb and don't don't lie. Tell me you're a piece of shit. But then she's also like, well, I'm a piece of shit too for keeping taking you back. So. And yeah, it like I like how out. she ended it with those little lyrics. The sometimes you get the girl, sometimes you get the song. I thought it was funny. Uh, we should give that to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> you know, let her sing them lyrics. What were you gonna say? Yeah, Kinsey? I thought it was a cute one. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, sorry, I thought she was saying something related with the song. You know, like sometimes it's hard to leave somebody when you wanna be with them for the wrong reasons you know things you like about them and you're like yeah i can hate on you all i want but honestly i'm just as much of the problem so girl i've been there done that and Um, that's not me now but like i'm like yeah girl you really be singing truth huh yeah mariah i think it sounds really cute too and um i love the like i don't know i feel like it's like a little melody like i could be like roasting you in the most subtle like cute voice like in the kitchen like I, I like how she roasts him in the song, but then it, it's I like, like a... your your curated playlist. It had a good way to end it. It was almost like I was just doing a normal soundtrack with the way it ended. Thank you. I actually purposely like carved songs out or like left songs um, there. There's this song uh, or this album had four songs when like some other ones only had one or two, but I didn't care because this this album was the best one. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this last album, Kinsey? Um, I don't know. They kind of like all blurred together for me, to be honest. Uh, maybe you guys just haven't listened just, to it long I, enough. I don't listen to Florence enough to like really tell the difference. Yeah, I feel like the last few songs felt more like poetry to me than songs. Yeah, yep. And I feel like they had really, really deep meanings. Like I loved, obviously, I love the King one mm-hmm. and the Free one. You know. Yeah, um, obviously it sounds very different than like ship to wreck and what kind of man, you know, when she was kind of having a little rock moment, you know? Yes. So definitely just different maturity in her voice. But that's about yeah. all I have to say about that. Which I will say in the way that I appreciate her commentary talking about misogyny and rock and stuff like that, that I ironically also just am not a huge fan of like her her heavy or heavier rock stuff. Um, like from that uh, one album, like ship to wreck and shit like that. But um, that's a personal taste, and I, I'm not saying it, like, you know, out of any sort of misogyny. I just, I don't like that kind of, you know, that's not my tea. Y'all both clocked out. What? I said y'all both clocked out. Sorry. Uh, I'm trying to stay present. <laughs> I've been on the phone since, like, we've been on the phone for, like, almost three hours, so my brain's like, you're good. I just want to be uh, make sure we wrap it up, like, you know, organically. I, I stopped talking to y'all. Both were looking at other stuff. 
Would we share Florence and the Machine? Yeah. Oh, so would you uh, guys share Florence and the Machine? I think that if there was someone who really liked music like this, um, someone who already had loved like a folklore uh, rock vibe, I'd be like, you know what? I got just the person for you. <laughs> I would or maybe if they needed several songs. Specific. Like, definitely. Like, yeah. if I was talking yeah. to somebody and they're like, I like this Hosier song, I'd be like, well, this other song gave off like a f- similar vibe or puts me in my feels, and Hosier puts my fe- me in my feels. So mm-hmm. you should listen to this Florence the Machine song. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I will, uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I actually was introduced to a lot more songs going on this journey coming up with 11 songs because I realized how few songs I actually have in my playlist of Florence. They're not that many. Um, and I'm not saying it because, like, she's bad. I'm sure there's people out there that dedicatedly, like, they're real fans. I'm out here, like, acting like a fake fan in comparison. Um, love her shit. And I really only liked, like, a couple. And so I agree with you, Kinsey, that, like, like if I know my friend is down in their feels or they're going through something and I think the song could resonate, I'll send them like several, but like, that's probably the only ones I wouldn't be like, you know, you really need to add Florence, like, like this album, that album, like, unless she keeps coming out with songs like this last album, which my personal opinion is one of her best in a while with like a really well-rounded, like back to back, like kind of like hit, hit, hit for me. And I'd love to see her like kind of keep exploring, like, um, that kind of style of music because it kind of takes me back to the cosmic love era like personally mm-hmm. yeah cosmic love oh my god mm-hmm. it all started out in seventh seventh grade <laughs> can't, can't go wrong with the cosmic love song <laughs> all right well Kinsey, folks what are we showing now next you're back on the uh now oh. that you're back on the podcast swing of things uh you finally get an episode in like a month so uh wow. what are you sharing with us next month uh, we're, next month or next, next week? this next week. Ah, <laughs> I noticed that too. Um, I'm gonna be sharing Yuri on Ice for all you. Oh yeah, we're there. taking on our Pride era. All you with out uh, there, you better stay home. I can hear the yeah, opening this right now. It's for the the gays, the girls, and the days. So I see the rotoscope ice skating around me. I love it. <laughs> yeah, I'm, very I'm getting lost right now. Guys. Yeah, our next three episodes are all going to be in honor of Pride Month, so be ready, guys. Thank That's Mari fun. I love that. She uh, put it together, and I was like, wow, bro, that makes so much sense. June, Our first Pride. pride. Our first Pride, and we'll make sure every Pride <laughs> come. month after is just as good. Oh, yeah. Like There's always <laughs> gay shit to find out there. Even even interview with a vampire shit. You might not think it was a gay when you were no, a kid, guys, but like you watch it as an adult. Preview. That was a gay that movie. Was our, our that was a gay-ass film. Okay, guys? Oh yeah, well I'd, I know. When maybe I, I would have introduced given, that one for Pride if I had known it was gay, but apparently I didn't know. Yeah, bro, right, I, I know did. we covered Given two weeks ago, and I was like, "Dang, should have waited." But I got other ones in mind. Don't worry, guys. Oh shit! I watch yeah, a lot of gay shit. I guess you guys, we are already on two things of gay. So I mean, mm-hmm. It's fine. Alrighty, well, good well, luck uh, uploading this uh, podcast from the internet, Mariah. Like that's interesting. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, wish us luck, um, people. Bye. Bye. See you later. <laughs> I